0: We're
1: here on Rains Radio, and today on the show we have an expert in. Football And I think he's an expert in beer. He's from Beerly Sports. He's the host of Beerly Football. He is Trevor Scott. Trevor, are you an expert in beer? I just got to get that out there first.
0: An expert in both. I I like how you said I was an expert in football. I, I actually don't know if I'm more of an expert in beer or football, but both both very much. I would consider myself an expert in both.
1: Well, if you're starting off by saying you're an expert in beer, Trev, I think we're going to have to get to a beer take out of you right away. So what is the beer of choice before we get into some football? Ooh, um,
0: I got a lot I could tell you about some internationals, but as far as my favorite domestic, uh, it's an Amber out of Pennsylvania. Shout out to Yingling. That is my favorite beer. It's my beer of choice.
1: So yingling, we, I played college ball, baseball. We used to go down to Florida for spring training type deal. Mm-hmm. And they always had yingling in uh, uh, liquor stores. Don't right. sell on Sundays though, because they take odd very seriously down there. Uh, that's true. But, yeah. And if- but yingling, cause we couldn't get it up in Wisconsin. That was always, we'd lug up and put it and stuff it up in the bus anywhere we could find a spot to hide it just so we mm-hmm. could have it up there. So that's a good call. I'm with you, Yingling. He is an expert on beer, folks. That's why we brought him on. No, actually, why we brought him on today, though, um, we're going to be breaking out the football dating app. We're going to get out Tinder takes. For those of of you unfamiliar with Tinder, Tinder takes, we do it a lot on the show, swiping right on players and takes we like, left on the ones we dislike, and up on the ones we love. Today's Tinder takes will be all about the fantasies, fantasy football. If you want Tinder on other fantasies, that's a show for another time. We're swiping out 30 players. I'm going to start by asking you first. You have the third pick in a fantasy football draft. Who are you going with this year, Trevor? I have the third pick. Yes, because I feel like one and two are givens. Okay,
0: who who do you have as one and two? So probably obviously Jonathan Taylor at one.
1: I and I'm stuck between McCaffrey or Cup at two. But okay.
0: Um. Okay. So assuming it's one of those two guys. Um. I would say probably Justin Jefferson at three. Um, if if I can't pick one of those guys at two, but um, yeah, McCaffrey and Cooper Cup is not a, a bad pick, whichever one you decide for at number two. And hopefully, we're we'll going to see a full healthy season out of McCaffrey this year. We've kind of missed that the the past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I you know, I I'm a little skeptical on McCaffrey just because Baker is there, and obviously Baker in Cleveland, he had those running offenses so maybe we do see it but the injuries have scared me and Chuba hubbard didn't look terrible and they got deontay Foreman there now so we'll see that one's a, a interesting pick but yeah the justin jefferson pick jumps off the page obviously a lot of excitement out of camp uh mm-hmm. so you're buying what what the the stock is selling on jefferson uh, i am
0: and uh with the new coaching situation there you know and he he's gonna get his catches especially if you're playing in a ppr league um I don't think we'll necessarily see anybody get that uh that Michael Thomas 160 whatever he had a couple years ago. But if somebody's going to push that envelope and get close to that uh it could definitely be Justin Jefferson this year.
1: So that that's a lot on Kirk too and and that's where we're actually going to start. 30 players actually we'll make it 31 because I did not have Kirk on this list. We're going to start with Kirk and we're going to start with QBs. How are you swiping on Kirk's fantasy football season for the year 2022?
0: My uh, my two co-hosts love Kirk Cousins on Beerley Football. Zach will not stop talking about him. Zach, it would be the easiest super swipe in the world for him, um, super like. But uh, as far as fantasy, I think he'll get around, you know, four thousand four hundred, five hundred yards. I think he'll be in the low thirties of touchdowns, and then anywhere from nine to. 13, 14 interceptions, but uh, not a lot of rushing yards. That's the only thing. But um, so definitely I wouldn't have him in my top eight fantasy quarterbacks, definitely not even my top 10. But if you can, if you draft all your guys early, get all your skill players, your you know backup receivers, your backup running backs, and Kirk Cousins is still on, there on the board, I'm going to give him a like because I think he can get us at least 18 fantasy points a week.
1: You know, I, I'm with you. I'm going to give him a swipe right, too. He's not going to be the flashiest name on a card, but he's going to be consistent. And for a 2QB league, or even as a backup in a traditional league, I think he will be just fine. He's not going to be flashy, but he'll get you, like you said, those 18 to 20 points a week. He has weapons around him. Assuming Dalvin Cook is healthy, he'll have a run game with them. So, yeah, I'm with you. It is a, It is a swipe right for me. We're gonna go out to a lot of people call him out West Kirk Cousins, Las Vegas Kirk Cousins. How do we feel about Derek Carr?
0: Derek Carr. he's a guy the past couple of years. I've you know, never been too impressed with uh, just the the Raiders in general, just uh, haven't put a great product out. Very pleasing for the eyes the past couple of years. But this year, a healthy Waller and Devonte Adams, who is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, the best quarterback helper. He's top tier with his hands. He's top tier running his routes. He's a threat all over the field. This is Derek Carr is one of my sleepers this year. Definitely get him on your team. An offensive player for the Raiders. If you could get Waller on your team, Derek Carr, I'd definitely have him higher than uh than Kirk Cousins this year. So
1: I, I guess, he's, I, he's I, a swipe right. Maybe even a swipe up. I gave Derek Carr the swipe up. I mm-hmm. personally think he is probably gonna be the only Raider like outside of Devante that could be top five in their respective position. I feel like it's gonna be hard for a guy like Darren Waller or Josh Jacobs to rack up the amount of points that they would need to be top five, mm-hmm. uh, especially at running back and tight end. So I feel like he's a guy that could be a yards champ. He's gonna throw some picks, but he's gonna throw the ball a lot, I feel like. And I and and that is what you want to hear out of a fantasy quarterback. So he was a swipe up for me. I think he's going to have a monster year, much like you said. Uh, right. He looked great, but huge time, big time sleeper. You can get him after your traditional Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's. You can mm-hmm. let everybody else blow their load early and get him later. So I'm with you. I, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. Somebody- I actually
0: have him ranked uh, number 11 in my uh, fantasy quarterbacks list. And, you know, like you said, he's thrown for a lot of yards, especially last year at really blew me away to see how many yards he's thrown for it was just the touchdowns he only threw for 23 touchdowns last year which kind of held him back in fantasy with a healthy Darren Waller and uh the addition of Devontae Adams that should be way into the 30s this year
1: I I agree I I think he'll probably be similar to eh, maybe even clips in 5,000 yards 4,500 4,600 yards with 25 to 27 touchdowns. I I I think that's a possibility with the weapons put around him. Now we both love Derek Carr. I'm gonna go with somebody I don't like very much, and he was a swipe left for me. My first swipe left. How do we feel about Trey Lance? I don't want him on my team. Uh, Trey Lance
0: could be a swipe right. He could be a swipe up, but I, I'm definitely going swipe left. Um, what we saw from the preseason, what we saw from him last year. You know, we haven't seen him really um come in a game play consistently week after week and throw for like over 50 percent of his passes I mean he's a good runner he's gonna get his rushing touchdowns he's gonna get his rushing yards but uh, I don't really even expect him to be up there with a guy like uh like Jalen Hurts and I actually have Trey Lance at number 16 but that was kind of a generous 16 because we really have no idea what we're gonna get out of him but if he plays well I could see him in the in the mid-teens but I, I would stay away from him just this year. You know, I, I could be wrong, but it's, it's too big of a risk for me. Maybe as a backup. Maybe keep him on your bench, see how he does. But if you're the kind of guy that carries two quarterbacks on your team. But, yeah, I'm swiping left on Trey Lance as of right now. He,
1: he feels like a wild card that you could win $1,000 on or you could right. just strike out on. If you're banking on mm-hmm. Trey Lance as your starter, you could be in trouble. Uh, you said you brought him up. How do – where do you have Jalen Hurts? Because he was a right for me. I'm interested to see where you're at with him and where you had him on your rankings. And
0: uh, I actually have him top ten. You know, he's a top four uh, quarterback in the league when it comes to rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. Um, so that's you know when you're talking fantasy, that's the name of the game. And uh, I actually have him as my eighth best quarterback. We've heard a lot of good things out of training camp, out of his deep ball being more accurate, out of him throwing to the outside of the numbers a little better than he has been in previous years. And he's the kind of guy that's a hard worker and that's going to improve every offseason, every chance he gets. So I like what I see from Jalen hurts this year. And I got him at QB eight for fantasy. So that's a, that's a super swipe or a swipe up.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, he was just a swipe right for me. Just for, like, I know he's got AJ Brown now and the run game's great. And he has that rushing potential. They just feel like a ground and pound team. That's going to let the defense work. Um, but you never, like I, I do think he is a top ten QB. I'm interested to hear who is your number one QB. Who is the guy you would want to go after um, early before some of these mid round guys that I've been uh, mentioning? I, uh, I got some hate
0: for this when we did our fantasy quarterback episode, but um, you know, it's the name of the game. It's, it's fantasy football. It's Patrick Mahomes. Don't overthink it. I know we lost Tyreek Hill, and that's going to be a big, a big punch to the gut, but. It's fantasy. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's the worst I could have put him at would have been three or four, but I got him at number one until he proves me otherwise.
1: So probably Mahomes, Allen, one and two. I'm assuming, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who is three then? Because I feel like there's a slew of guys that can slide in there.
0: Uh, three, I got Lamar if he can stay healthy.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I we'll get to Ravens talk later because I have a wide receiver that's I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, but. Where do you have – Matthew Stafford is a guy that I'm, – I'm a huge Lions fan. I love watching him have his success out in Los Angeles. But this arm injury is starting to scare me a little bit. Is he a top-10 QB in your eyes? How do we feel about him?
0: He probably would have been around the 9-10 range, but the like the arm stuff kind of came out right before we did this uh, this episode with this list. So we did slide a couple spots. I have him at
1: QB 12. Okay. Uh, would you would you be banking on him as a starter? Is he a second QB in the two QB league? A backup? W- what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, definitely a definitely a starter, and um, he's. I mean, if he rest, he could stay healthy. You know, probably don't have him the first five six weeks of the season going out there and throwing 45, 50 passes, kind of letting the rest of the team do his thing. Don't have him chucking the ball down the field. But yeah, he's a five thousand yard guy. Uh, pushing 40 touchdowns he's got weapons all over the field he's got a great defense uh definitely is a starter just the arm thing kind of scared me a little bit might not have crazy points at the beginning of the year but yeah definitely a starter get your hands on him if you can in the late rounds
1: fair enough uh quick hit three quick hitters for qbs before we get into tight ends trevor lawrence how do we feel about the former first round pick first number mm. one pick i should say
0: uh, I'm swiping left on Trevor Lawrence. Another guy, I mean, he's got all the arm talent in the world. Just a little young in that Jag situation. I do like the coaching hire. Uh, Urban Meyer was a disaster last year, <laughs> but um, with ETN coming back healthy, I like what I saw out of him. Um, I'm going to swipe left on Trevor Lawrence. I have him at quarterback QB 18, so definitely not a bad backup guy. Not a guy who you might could throw in one or two weeks or maybe pick up if a, if a starter gets hurt, but I would stay away from him for now. I'm swiping left until he proves me otherwise.
1: Okay. I had him as a, a, a low-tier swipe right, like a good second QB or backup, uh, just mm-hmm. because he has that wild card potential, much like we talked about with like Trey Lance. Um, so I'd be interested to hear your contrast because, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be, I feel like, more of a run-and-gun situation than the next guy I have on my list, which is Matt Ryan. How do we feel? Is he going to be a game manager? Is he going to be fantasy relevant in the new situation? What are we feeling about Matt Ryan? I actually really like that
0: situation. And something I bring up on our show almost every week is I have big sleeper expectations for the Colts and big sleeper expectations for the Broncos. Two teams that I think are going to beat a lot of good teams in the AFC. Um, And as far as Matt Ryan goes, I don't expect him to be a a huge fantasy guy like that, uh, that MVP season he had. But, you know, he's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got a weapon. Michael Pittman is a good up-and-coming receiver. That's a good defense, a good line, and the one of the best, if not the best, running backs in the league. I expect a really good year for Matt Ryan this year. I have him at quarterback 20, but I've, I've seen him a lot lower. I've seen him down in the, like, 25s. You know, we're not going to get any rushing yards out of him. But I expect a good uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio and definitely above 4,200 yards this
1: year. Okay. Yeah. I you know, he was a guy that you mentioned, he's gonna be a good quarterback for the team, but not so much for fantasy. I had him as a left swipe as well. Feels like he's gonna be a little bit more of a game manager than uh anything else out there, but he does have that resume of lighting it up. So that was an interesting one. And and lastly, before tight ends, some people think he could be a breakout, some people can be a bust. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Tua.
0: Very interesting. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, had a lot of arguments on Tua. The addition of Tyreek Kill is obviously going to help out pretty much any quarterback in the NFL. Um, Jalen Waddle, another great, talented young receiver there. Um, I've heard good things coming out of camp, good things out of Miami. I know some guys that are insiders down there in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, and they're kind of liking what they're seeing. I think Tua's going to improve, but not improve as much as maybe other guys um, other guys do guys like Jalen Hurts, um, guys who you've seen improve every year, but, um, I, I do like Tua and I think he's a guy that could open a lot of eyes and a lot of people fantasy wise this year. I mean, Tyree Hill is going to help out tremendously. It's going to open up crossing underneath stuff for waddle for Gusecki when he plays out in the slot. um, it's just it really has to do with that arm, that deep ball accuracy, and that's going to be big for Tyree Kill connecting with him. I would swipe right. I don't know if I would draft him, but if you're if you're feeling draft him, if you're happy with your team, and it's the last two or three rounds, he's still there. Grab him, put him on your bench. It can't hurt. You know, Tyree Kill is is one of the biggest quarterback helpers
1: in the league. Okay, so uh, a quick start bench cut then, because we kind of had similar thoughts on three of the young guys. Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua. Who are you starting, who are you benching, who are you cutting if you're in like a 12, 14, one of those bigger leagues that you may be taking a wild card at the QB. Got
0: you. We're going to start Tua, bench Trey Lance, and cut Trevor Lawrence.
1: Okay, very interesting. That's, I, you know, uh, three wild cards, and I think Tua's probably in the most stable situation followed up by Trey Lance. I would be hard-pressed to say I think Trevor Lawrence could potentially have the highest ceiling but he also has the lowest floor. So I, I would probably bench him over Trey Lance, but you know what? That's, it's, it's close, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right, so tight ends. Before we get in the tight ends, who are you – is Travis Kelsey or uh, just a unanimous number one over there at Beardley Football?
0: <laughs> well, for me and Kerry, he was. Um, okay. Our last episode, we did our top 20 players in the NFL, and uh, I had Travis Kelsey as the only tight end in my top 20. Same with Kerry. And Zach actually had a, um, George Kittle in his list over uh, Travis Kelsey. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Zach, Zach drinks a lot of beer. Zach, Zach drinks some some dark beer, some very strong beer. So that might have been that. But I think Kelsey, uh, or Kelsey, excuse me, 100% tied in number one this year.
1: Hey, you know, I I might agree with, who is that, Zach? I, I think Zach, Kittle yeah. d- d- does a lot more than what the fantasy scoreboard puts up and uh overall football wise he's probably a top 20 player but top 20 fantasy would be a stretch is Kittle in the top three for you uh
0: fantasy or just as a
1: player um uh fantasy wise for tight ends
0: fantasy is not he's a guy that slid for me this year and um I would say all things considered you know blocking um everything he's definitely a top three tight end but as far as fantasy um I actually have him at fifth. Uh, I know kind of crazy to say, but I have, I have Travis Kelsey at one. I have, uh, I don't know what to call this, but a, uh, a kind of surprising guy at number two. I have Darren Waller at two for the reasons i talked about the Raiders and Derek Carr. I have Mark Andrews at three, who was really tight in one last year before Lamar went down. And then one of my, probably my second favorite player in the NFL. So there's a little bias here, but I got Kyle Pitts at number four. Okay. And then, uh, then George Kittle at five because of that uncertainty at quarterback, because, you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of Lance if he's going to throw to the tight ends like Jimmy G did or if they're going to really try and have him, you know, hand the ball off and see what they can do on the ground. But, I mean, really the lowest you can put Kittle is, is four or five.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I have three tight ends, and and we won't go tender takes here. I'll just list off the three names. and You tell me who you can see sneaking in to a top – eight top 10 finish i have robert tunyon pat fryer and david and joku
0: hmm.
1: out of those three i'd probably say pat
0: you know although we don't really know what the quarterback situation is going to look like there i i would like it to be trubisky um but i think you know as, as three quarterbacks who haven't had a lot of experience the past year in the nfl you know you got a rookie and then you got some guys that haven't been playing so uh I think the tight end is going to be useful there. I think we saw a lot of good flashes from Pat last year. So I would say probably Freer move that of those those three guys.
1: I, I like Fry, I He I was a swipe right for me. Uh, the guy I am cautiously very excited about would be Robert Tunyon. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I know he's coming off an injury, but you look at the red zone situation for Green Bay, and, and we can get into it a little bit with A.J. Dillon. Who do you think is gonna be racking up those touchdowns? Because obviously Devontae Adams was a the touchdown king at the wide receiver anytime you drafted him, you kind of expect a touchdown week in, week out. So who's gonna fill that hole out in Green Bay? The Green Bay
0: offense is going to be, you know, I could tell you just about anything about any team in the NFL, tell you what I my thoughts. But the Green Bay offense, I'm really just stumped. I have no idea what it's gonna look like as far as the uh without Devontae. As far as the red zone, I mean, Aaron Jones is a a good receiving back. AJ Dillon's a great guy to punch it in, get you those tough yards by the goal line. And then Tanyan, a good threat at all. He could put his hand on the ground or he could go uh, in the slot. I think Tanyan would be good uh, as far as, you know, touchdowns this year, getting his points that way. I don't see him racking up a lot of yards, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have to throw for at least 4,200 yards, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. And especially if there's any, uh, any tension between him and LaFleur at any time this season. But yeah, I, that's, that is one of the only places around the NFL Ryan I am stumped. I have no idea what this Packers offense is going to look like.
1: Yeah. You know, and as I was, uh, carving up the show notes, I feel like I had a lot of Packers in there. Uh, cracked cracked the list. I had questions about, uh, Alan Lazard, Cracked the list, Romeo Dobbs and so did A.J. Dillon. Now, we can get that with wide receivers and running backs when we get into the uh, swipes. But the last guy I have for tight ends before we get into wide receivers, is David Njoku going to be fantasy relevant again?
0: Um, he did not make my list. Um, we only went down to 15, I think, okay. and he was one of the okay. first guys off my list. But, I mean, it's hard. There's these, these tiers of tight ends. I mean, my top tier is my top five. And then I got six through eight is my second tier, and then nine through twelve, and then the rest under that are guys who are just really touchdown dependent, guys like, um, you know, Knox, uh, Hunter Henry, guys who are not really going to get a lot of yards, but they might, you know, score a touchdown here, two touchdowns there. But Njoku's interesting. He's a, he's a good talent. He's faster than the average tight end. Um, he's got good hands, runs good routes. Uh, we'll see. And also with the, um, is he still in Cleveland?
1: Yeah, uh, they got rid of Austin Hooper, so that that was one um, with like Jacoby Brissett coming in now with the news of the Watson suspension. Like mm-hmm. maybe he is a safety valve. I I, I can't. Get, that's another one I can't get a read on out in Cleveland because there's a lot right. of moving parts there too.
0: And uh, when Brissett had to play last year in Miami, he fed Gasecki pretty well, and those yeah. are two guys who are you know not great blocking tight ends, but you can split them out, put them in the slot. So I mean, I definitely could see it. I could see him sneaking in the top fifteen, being like a right outside the top 10 kind of guys for a few weeks but uh once Watson comes back we'll have to see what's up what that's yeah. like
1: yeah I don't remember I think it was like Jordan Akins or or who is the tight end out there for Houston when Watson was really cooking
0: man um I know Akins yeah. was there there was I, somebody else
1: I just don't remember it's like that that just goes to show that Watson really doesn't use them like like the fact that we can't think of him like that's the only worry I have with yeah, he Njoku. also did have
0: Hopkins, you know, for, yeah.
1: for a year, and then Fuller, who was well, playing well out there. I was going to say, they got Cooper now in Cleveland, though, too. So, like, that's like – Right. Like, I, I wrote down Njoku for all the reasons you said with Brissett using Gusecki in Miami. So, I was like, maybe that's a connection that can be built and, and do all that. So, um, I don't know. Fryer Muth, uh and Njoku, I feel like – Fryer probably on a, a little higher tier, but Njoku and Tunyon, I feel like, could crack that top 15, top 12 – um if the situation ends up being right but who knows we'll see um out to wide receivers you brought up denver and i'm just gonna let you talk on denver you seem very excited about them Cortland sutton jerry judy you got uh javante williams out there how are we feeling about all their weapons fantasy wise football wise what are you thinking very,
0: very good. I mean, this is, you know, putting Russ into a situation. You know, he had a very underrated year last year when he played. He put up good stats. He he scored the ball. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions. Um, and just, just a new place for him. A very, very, very much improved offensive line going from Seattle to Denver. And defense as well. You know, the Broncos had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL last year. You know, surely it's it's hard for teams to go back to back being the best defense in the league, but they're going to be a top 10 defense very easily. Um, young receivers, Sutton and Judy. Judy's got to hold onto the ball a little bit better, but I think he will, especially with Russ, you know, all the chemistry, everything they've been going on this offseason. But um, he's a great route runner. Javante Williams, one of the best young running backs in the NFL. He should be a top 15 fantasy back. And then even Melvin Gordon, you know, he could do his thing, too. He's a good pass catcher. He'll help out Russ a lot. I'm very excited to see see Russ in a, in a change of scenery out there in Denver.
1: Yeah, it, it, you
0: know, it is a... I actually have them winning that division, funny enough.
1: In the AFC West? I was, I yeah. was going to... So, how do you have that stacking up? Because I did a show a couple weeks or about a week ago, uh, I think Kansas City is probably the third best team out there.
0: That is a crazy division, really. Um, we did this in the offseason. We ranked every division. Um, Denver first. Give me the Chargers second. Man. Man. Uh, I guess give me, give me Casey third and then... I, well, I've been talking so good about the Raiders. I don't know. Man, that's that's another tough one. I might be stumped on that one too. But uh, I do have the Broncos winning that division.
1: I, I I can't see it, man. Like you said, the defense is really good. Um, offensive line is better. And, like, their only question mark was that quarterback. And they already have home field advantage with mile high. So I agree with you there. Um, and, and it's for back- us too. Like,
0: yeah. you, you know, you get to the end of the year. You get to those games that really start to count as far as seeding. And making the playoffs and then playoffs games themselves, you really need an experienced quarterback, a guy that's been there before, a guy that can stay calm under pressure. And, you know, Herbert, I mean, as, as good as he is, as talented as his arm is, he's never been in the playoffs. Uh, Derek Carr, been to the playoffs, never really been too much of a threat. And then, you know, a guy like Mahomes, who's obviously mm-hmm. one in himself. But that that's going to be probably the best division in football this year, the most competitive
1: yeah, I'd agree, uh, and it's going to be fun to watch uh, and fun to play down the stretch. You know, those four teams will probably be vying for, I think, three of that division will make the playoffs, uh, most likely. So it'll be interesting. But um, back to fantasy-wise, how do you swipe on Judy and Sutton? Who do you think's going to get more opportunities? It feels like another Metcalf-Lockett situation, so where are we where are we shaking with them?
0: Um. I think Judy will have an improved season. A lot of people expecting him kind of to take that big leap and be the wide receiver one there in Denver. But I'm going to have to go with Sutton, uh, a little more consistent. You kind of know what you're going to get out of him, uh, a little better with his hands. But, you know, two guys I wouldn't draft extremely early, but if you can get one of them on your team, I think they could definitely surprise you. But if I had to pick one, I would go with Sutton by a little bit.
1: That's kind of how I'm feeling too. Word out of camp is that, like, he is – Got good chemistry with Russ, so you know, it'll be interesting uh, to watch how that plays out. Obviously, Lockett and Metcalf were both fantasy-relevant. I feel like Judy and Sutton can be as well. Um, Another guy that I think that will get back into fantasy-relevancy, I'm actually – I love him this year. I could be wrong. I think Juju is going to have a huge year in Kansas City.
0: I don't hate that. We – um. I don't even think he made my, he did not make my, yeah, he did. He's my wide receiver 29. Um, so I mean, top 30 is, is definitely no scrub. He's not going to fill the shoes of Tyree no. Hill. It's going to be a completely different role, but I mean, Mahomes is going to throw the ball all over the field. He should be right at around 5,000 yards and, you know, Juju, if he stays healthy should get at least a thousand of those. So, um, and a new, new place for him, new face, new role. Um, definitely, uh, a younger quarterback and a guy that can, you know, they got their system. They just got to plug Juju in. He gets a lot of hate because the TikToks and everything. I get it, but you know, I, I can see him having a good year, a top thirty fantasy year for Juju.
1: I, you know, like you will not be mad if Juju is your wide receiver three or flex position. Like I just, I don't think you will be. I think he oh, is a. Right.
0: A, it's a starting receiver with Patrick Mahomes like that's I'm not going to complain about that
1: yeah absolutely now going to a starting receiver in a very different situation that a lot of people were excited about last year I don't feel that same excitement anymore how do we feel about Darnell Mooney uh, only weapon out there for Justin Fields it feels like
0: man he is talented I mean just watching him in, in camp watching him as in the preseason I know preseason is one thing but he he's extremely talented he's Got the talent really to be a, a wide receiver one or even the best wide receiver two on a team. But it's just so hard out there. It seems like everybody's getting injured. They're, you know, they got guys like Felix Jones and, and all these guys who, you know, you could be a football fan and you never heard of their other wide receivers. So it's going to be a hard year for the Bears offensively. Um, not a lot of weapons out there. Darnell Mooney. I wouldn't, I think he's going to have inconsistent weeks. He's not going to be a guy that's going to get you double digit points every week, but there are definitely going to be those weeks where he's giving you 20 points, 22 points, stuff like that, having his good games. And he's definitely going to be the guy for Justin Fields.
1: I agree. I just like, like you said, I feel like it's a messy situation and that offensive line's not great either. So letting plays develop to get him down the field might be a problem. So, but like you said, very talented. Uh, he's another guy that you wouldn't be too mad about having wide receiver three flex position. Um, Right. Yeah. I had
0: him on my team last year. So, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So I I don't know. He's he's an interesting, uh, an interesting one. I didn't really know how to swipe on him, but once again, he, he, like you said, he's going to be inconsistent. And I think that's what you're just going to have to take with him. Uh, Another guy that I think is going to be inconsistent that has been just a a superstar uh, over the past years, uh, DK Metcalf with drew lock. Now, do we have any hope for anybody in the Seattle offense fantasy-wise?
0: Uh, DK, thing about DK, I mean, he's going to get his touchdowns. I think he's going to get his yards. As long as he can, you know, stay healthy and stay patient with Drew Locke, because we know Drew Locke's going to turn the ball over. He's not going to be a shadow of what Russ was. But, I mean, if they can build that camaraderie and, you know, kind of build something throughout the year, he might have a good last 10 to 8 games of the year. I have him as my wide receiver 21. I'd obviously have him a lot higher if Russ had stayed. But, you know, a big question mark. When are we going to see out of Drew Locke or even uh, Gino? You know, that's not really decided yet. Yeah,
1: so. yeah absolutely. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he's a name I think that could potentially be moved trade deadline wise. I, I just think Seattle will be on a fire sale, get CJ Stroud in the door and do all those fun things. So I would we'll like see. to see
0: that. Yeah. I'd like to see Lockett somewhere else.
1: I think he'll be a, a guy that we'll have to definitely circle, maybe even a Bobby Wagner type, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Uh, mm-hmm. A guy I am super high on, I'd be interested to hear where you have him on your wide receiver rankings. Where are you at with Elijah Moore? Because I think he could very well be a top 10, top 15 wide receiver by the end of the year.
0: Elijah Moore. Um, well, it's kind of hard because we don't know what we're going to, Was Zach Wilson, Wilson, you know, where he's Mm going to be. He did slide down my list a little bit. I updated this um, this past week, actually, after the injuries, after every week of preseason. I got him mid 20s right now, but um, he's definitely the best wide receiver there. The second half of last year, when Zach Wilson looked good, when he looked like a a quality, you know, starting quarterback in the NFL, Elijah Moore looked great too. And uh, if that, if Zach Wilson can come back and get healthy and they can, you know, play a few weeks together and get back on that same page. Elijah Moore is definitely another guy who should be a top 30 wide receiver this year.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about the new head coach situation in there too with Sala. I think Sala coming from San Francisco, you could see them using Elijah Moore similarly to Debo, just getting the ball mm-hmm. in his hands, however they can, especially if Zach Wilson is hurt. Um, so that's a potential you know, boom situation for him. If he's getting touches, running the ball, um, jet sweeps, all the different ways they can just get him the ball. I think that uh, he's certainly going to have the volume. So that's why I think I'm in love with them. Now it's mm-hmm. a bad. It is the Jets. So, but uh, like you said, he he's going to be uh, with Zach Wilson, uh, not as good as what people had hopes for. I feel like at the beginning of the year.
0: So. That's going to be an interesting division too—the two, three, and four. How that stacks up with the yeah. Dolphins and Patriots?
1: I had um, who the who the Patriots just signed? They have Jacoby Myers, but they signed a wide receiver as well. They're just building like wide receiver twos and threes that have come there. They have mm-hmm. got like, Kendrick Bourne. They've got is—is is anybody fantasy relevant for you for New England? Matt um
0: i don't have anybody any new england wide receiver in my top 35 and that's as far as we went so uh probably not
1: could you see them signing like an odell potentially
0: Uh, i kind of wanted him to go there last year uh when all the uh the trade rumors were floating around there's a lot of spots i I would like odell i I could see odell uh playing well but yeah uh, new england's definitely one of them and uh you know, Bill's definitely going to get the ball in his hands. There's a, a lack of, you know, firepower on that offense, bringing Odell there and Mac Jones, give him a little blanket, you know, that might be a good
1: fit. Yeah. Is, is Odell fantasy relevant for anybody to take like super late round flyers on?
0: Really depends on where he ends up. Cause you saw, you know, with the injured quarterback with Baker, not really being able to open up and throw to his side of the field. Um, you know, there was frustration there and he was pretty much, you know, people were cutting him in fantasy. And then, you know, he went to the Rams and he was a completely different person. And he was probably going to have 150 yards in the Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it really depends on the fit. But if it's a good fit and he's got a, you know, a healthy quarterback that's going to throw for 4,500 yards, absolutely. I would uh, I'd have OBJ
1: in my top 25 probably. OK, very interesting. Um, Switching gears, you mentioned. Baltimore when we were talking Lamar being one of your top quarterbacks you mentioned Mark Andrews is one of your top five tight ends is Rashad Bateman on your wide receiver radar uh he
0: is he's actually one of my sleepers for fantasy this year so three of my sleepers uh we talked about Jerry Judy a little bit I think he takes a step up but I still think a lot of people kind of sleeping on him and then uh Rondale Moore in Arizona as well especially without uh DeAndre. Without Hopkins for those first six to eight games, whatever it is. But Bateman, yeah. Um, you know, we saw how much Lamar really trusted uh Hollywood Brown from day one. These are similar guys. Hollywood Brown had a thousand yards last year and you know Lamar missed what four or five games. So uh yeah, definitely Rashad Bateman. I think he's gonna be be trusted right away. Lamar's gonna, you know, feed him the ball. And he's he's definitely a wide receiver one there. I definitely see, you know, Lamar stays healthy. I see Rashad Bateman in a thousand yard season.
1: So, we we did the whole start one, bench one, cut one with Friar and Tunyon and Njoku. I got three wide receivers here that are kind of on a similar level. We have Gabe Davis, we have Rashad Bateman, and we have Alan Lazard. How do you feel about those three? How do you think they stack up? Uh, Alan Lazard, obviously, thinking he's probably going to be a num- number one option for Rodgers out there. He's certainly talking like that. And then, obviously, Gabe Davis had the monster postseason how do those three guys stack up? Who do you think would be fantasy relevant? Who's your starter? Who's your, who are you you not targeting out of those three?
0: Who was the second one? Was it Elijah Moore?
1: Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman and Alan Lazard.
0: Okay. So, um, man, this is a good one because we really don't know about Gabe Davis. I have him as wide receiver 27 because I'm expecting, you know, I think this is the bill's year. Yeah, um, I, I think, think Diggs so. He's going to have a big year. I think those running backs are going to play well and I think Gabriel Davis is going to take a big step up. Um Man, this is this is tough. And uh three good quarterbacks there too. Um yeah. Just I, because it's the Bills year, I'm going to go start Gabe Davis. Let's uh Let's start let's Bench Alan Lazard just because we, you know, he's going to get more yards, more catches with uh, Mm -hmm. a rod and then cut Bateman, unfortunately. Although I just called him a sleeper. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, I I think those three guys are probably mid round talent. Uh, You get a couple, you get your number one wide receiver and you'd be happy with any one of those three as wide receiver two. Um, But like you said, I think Gabe Davis is going to be a superstar. This and, year, you know, I think this could be a potential Jefferson Thielen situation when you're talking about two wide receivers that have top ten potential. Um, not not Jefferson Thielen this year. I think Thielen is. How do you feel about Thielen? Obviously, you felt so high about Jefferson before. I get any words out about him. Um, I mean, I think we could
0: see uh, a little shadow of what we saw from him a couple years ago when he was when he was had his big year. But um, you know, new coaching situation. Kirk Cousins kind of getting a little more trust there. Um, which I do think he'll turn the ball over more, but Thielen, I think we'll get close to an a thousand yard season this year, anywhere from like eight hundred to 1,100, 1,150. But um, you know, definitely all those those passes are uh, those first options are going to go to Jefferson. But Thielen's still going to be Thielen, you know, running around in the slot in the slot, getting his eighty-five plus catches. Um, maybe definitely a mid-round guy again
1: yeah absolutely. I just but like I think Davis and Diggs that's I think both those guys have top fifteen top twenty potential obviously Diggs probably top five potential for
0: sure yeah, I got Diggs at six.
1: Who, yeah, you mentioned Justin Jefferson's probably your number one then I'm assuming uh
0: he's actually my number four huh. um yeah, I got Devonte at number one okay cup at two. Jamar Chase at three, and then Justin Jefferson at four. Chase but I almost feel a little Jefferson. biased because I uh, I argue Chase over Jefferson with my co-host, so I had to throw Chase over Jefferson. Okay. And Chase yeah, had was... a better rookie year than uh, Jefferson's rookie year, so you know, that is two, fair. we'll see what he can do.
1: I think the Bengals are a little fraudulent. That is just me, but I mm-hmm. think they got better than... What they were last year. Now, I don't think that means they're going to win the Super Bowl because, like you said, I think it is the Bills' year. And I think if the Bills beat the Chiefs last year, I think the Bills stomped the Bengals as well. But Mm -hmm. it is about matchups and it's about getting lucky. And we saw that last year. But um, the AFC
0: is crazy this year. There are really like, there's only four teams that I can't see making the playoffs really. But
1: who is that going to be? That's got to be the Jets,
0: Jets, Jags, uh, Patriots, and then. Probably the Steelers.
1: So you're ruling out the Pats and Steelers.
0: I'd probably rule out the uh, the Browns too, unless they, you know, kind of got weird, maybe made a push for Jimmy G or something. But 11 games without your quote-unquote star quarterback, you know, that it's going to be hard to win that division too.
1: Oh, I think that is the Ravens division to lose probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I think agree. the Steelers will be better than the Browns. I think the Steelers would be better than what the – than what people think. I, I just think and if Trubisky does win that job, obviously you mentioned that you want him to win that job. It is a better situation than what he was in in Chicago, and he took Chicago to the playoffs
0: a couple of Taking times.
1: Taking a Matt Nagy offense to the playoffs yes. or something. Yes, and he has more weapons, a better line, a comparable defense, and a much better coach. I think the Steelers are going to catch people by surprise this year. That would be my big elevator pitch for uh, a surprise over potentially for uh, an NFL win total, yeah. uh, and I and I guess that's uh, and and that's a good stemming point. We'll go to running backs here before we get into some busts and breakouts and top scorers. Who's your RB one? I'm assuming it is Jonathan Taylor, but where do you have like guys like Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift? Because those I think would probably be three, four, four, five range for me. I think both those guys are top five backs at the end of the year.
0: Uh, Najee, I have at five, and then DeAndre Swift, I have at seven. Okay. So uh, my top five is Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and then Najee. I feel like Najee and Eckler could could go either way. I think yes. I had Najee actually fourth before Eckler, but I I switched it recently. Then I have Dalvin Cook at six and DeAndre Swift at seven.
1: I you know I think. And I could be wrong here. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But I think this is a year we see like a passing of the torch. I think we see Derrick Henry take a step back. Dalvin Cook take a step back. And you get some of these young workhorses, the Ecklers, the Swifts, the, the Najee Harris's, the Jonathan Taylors uh, start taking over the fantasy reigns at running backs. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's really hard to judge a guy like uh, Dalvin Cook for fantasy because it seems like we're guaranteed to only see him for like 12 games uh, just about every year. But, um, you know, he's going to get his, his 1,200 yards. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his touchdowns. But uh, as far as Derrick Henry, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in Derrick Henry. I mean, coming back from that injury and playing and then having a whole offseason to, to be healthy, to rest, to not get any contact, I'm a firm believer in Derrick Henry that when he's healthy, you know, might get some hate for this, but when he's completely healthy, I think he's the best player in the NFL. So, um. I'm not going to write them off until I have a reason to, but I, I do think the the young guys in this league, like you were talking about, the Jonathan Taylor, the Najee, the DeAndre Swift, guys like that are really, you know, they're young and they're absolutely top 10 running backs. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how high they can really climb.
1: My thing with Swift, and I might be completely biased. I, I'm a Michigan guy through and through. Um, I love the Lions, but like you get a guy like Dan Campbell – I feel like they're going to model Swift a lot, how early Kamara was used. Mm-hmm. And you, when you look at like early Kamara numbers, he was a fixture in the top fives. And I think this is the first year that we see Swift take that step forward where we're drafting him in the top six to seven players every year in fantasy. That is That is my thought. Now, I right. could be wrong because he has some health issues, but he has the makeup and he has the style, I would say.
0: Yeah. And uh, he's extremely talented. I mean, he can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles. He can bounce it outside. He's fast. He's quick. Um, and, you know, they do line him up a lot like Kamara. They got him standing back there with the quarterback and the shotgun. And that could be a run. That could be a pitch. It could be a screen. It could be a pass. Just like all those things you have to look out for when Kamara's in the backfield, it's the same thing with Swift. So, so yeah, I do agree with you
1: there. Um, now, I'm going to go to some older backs here, guys that have been in the top 10 these past couple of years. Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. How do you feel?
0: I have tried for Saquon for years. You know, I've been a Saquon believer. He was great in college. Just, you know, the fit, getting drafted to the Giants was just, you know, really one of the worst things that could have happened to his NFL career. I mean, they've had a bottom five rushing offensive line since he's been in the league, it seems like. So uh, I actually have him at running back 17 this year. I really hope he can stay healthy because he's a beast when he's out there. But, I mean, I drafted him seventh overall in fantasy last year. So, I mean, I'm a believer. But this is my first year where I'm going to kind of, you know, let him go no matter what round he's there looking at me in. I'm not going to take him, which, you know, obviously he's going to blow up just because of that. And Zeke, Zeke's a guy I believe in. Um, he's gotten – he's gotten I mean, he looks big in uh, in training camp. And, you know, a lot of people say like this might be the year of Tony Pollard, but I have, uh, I have Zeke at running back 13. And if he finishes outside of running back 13, I actually have to get my septum pierced. So uh, <laughs> so we'll, see, yeah, we'll see about that. Hopefully he's a top 13 back, but uh, it's an
1: interesting bet to make, but you know, yeah. he, he certainly has the workload and if he is healthy, I can definitely see it. Now the problem is going to be is if they get into passing situations, and some high scoring games. And the Cowboys definitely have that first seeded uh, first division seed schedule. Um, so they will probably get some shootouts. Tony Pollard will get some of those looks. So that's the only concern I have with Zeke. I think both are fantasy playable. I think mm-hmm. Barkley is fantasy, a good RB too. If you want to target that guy, I think bringing Dable and in is interesting. I feel like they're going to utilize him more than they ever have. Uh, he's a tad bit healthier. So I think that is pretty interesting. Uh, Going from old to young, couple guys I have, A.J. Dillon, I personally love him. I think that when we get in the red zone situations, he could have a LeGarrette Munt type year where he is a touchdown, a weak type situation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a couple 50 yards and a touchdown feels attainable weekly. Um, I have him as a swipe up. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon situation, kind of how you talk to Zeke and Tony Pollard.
0: Mm-hmm. Um So Aaron Jones, I actually have him as running back nine. I think he's going to have a big role there. I think he's even going to have a bigger role in the passing game. You know, he's a good pass catcher. And then um, A.J. Dillon, in my first list, I had him at 30. My new updated list, I have him at 27. So, um, you know, it might seem kind of low for a fantasy running back. But when you got a guy in the top 10 on your team and you, you can manage your way being into the top 30, that's going to be extremely impressive. He's definitely going to get his touches in the red zone. Like you said, he's going to be running downhill at the goal line. So uh, definitely a top 30 back for me. And uh, Aaron Jones, I like what we saw from him last year. I got him at RB9.
1: Very interesting. I I could definitely see Aaron Jones racking up the touchdowns in that Packers. That's the only guy I feel confident in as a plug-and-play in the Packers offense. I need to see a little bit more from A.J. Dillon, but I think by the end of the year he's going to be 100% rostered. He's going to be starting in a lot of leagues. So I feel like both those guys, if we can say anything about the Packers offense fantasy-wise, both those guys are probably have some confidence behind them. Two guys I'm a little little skeptical of, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts because one of them had a pretty good year last year, and they utilized him in a way that he finally should have been utilized. Cordell Patterson, on Atlanta, and then Miles Mm -hmm. Sanders with Philly, who has been spotty over the years. I feel like Kenny Gainwell is coming, but your thoughts on Cordero and Miles Sanders, how those guys stack up? Because I feel like those guys are probably similar on, on on my rankings, just kind of scoping them out. But what are your thoughts?
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I uh, I got Cordero Patterson last year in fantasy very late, and yes. he started for me the entire year. That was a, a great – that was a staple of my team. I was really happy from what I saw from him. Unfortunately, I'm not expecting that again this year. That's uh, kind of All where I'm the touchdowns mind. he was getting. I've met running back 25. And then uh, for Miles Sanders, uh, like you said, he's been spotty over the past couple of years. But I think this year we might get to see a more complete uh, Philadelphia offense. And I have him at running back 22. Okay. Well, so, I There's, like him a lot this year. It's yeah, was, it was hard to put him any higher than 22, but he is a guy that I'm, I'm definitely going to have my eyes on
1: draft night. I, I'd agree. I um, Cordero and Miles Sanders feel like are very similar. Um, Cordero Patterson, I think, has a little bit more of the receiving uh, bonus, more so than Sanders, albeit he was like a former wide receiver. So I don't know with Marcus Mariota uh, behind under center. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to follow. Um, another one I'm like unsure of, but I think I like him, is Cam Akers. He's coming off a pretty brutal injury. But even when he came off that injury last year, McVay was force feeding him. So I feel like he could have a good year just sheer volume wise. But that injury scares me. Uh, where do you have him at?
0: um you know hopefully he does stay stay healthy um he's a great another guy who's a great pass catcher um he can catch the ball and run he's elusive in the open field and he's you know he's not the biggest back in the world but he's not scared to run in between the tackles um as long as he can stay healthy I'm a big fan of his and I got him at running back 15 so a top 15 back and uh like you said getting force-feeded he's gonna get a lot of touches there he's
1: he's a very very good back and and especially with the Stafford uh, injury now too, I feel like that he's going to be a focal point in the offense moving forward. So, right, probably. Um, last two guys, young bucks. I've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Travis Travis Etienne. Where you where you at with both those guys? I feel like Edwards-Alaire could have a bounce back season. Etienne coming off the injury, I'm a little lower on. But where do you have those guys at?
0: Um, so Clyde Edwards-Lewis is a guy I was just talking about the other day. Have being a a guy like you said a bounce back year, kind of a sleeper. Um, everybody's kind of writing off the Chiefs, writing off the Chiefs offense, not completely, but just you know bringing them a step down because Tyreek Hill's gone. But that's definitely going to open up some some possibilities for some other guys. I really love the uh the addition of Ronald Jones too. I think he's going to be terrific there. You know, those are two guys that can run the ball in between the tackles. They can you know bounce it outside and then. You know, Ronald Jones is a good pass catcher, too. Um, as far as um, ETN, I have him at running back 20 um, in my updated list. I like what I saw from him a lot in the uh, the preseason. You know, he was making guys miss. He's playing against the starting defense. He's catching the ball. He's elusive. He was breaking tackles. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was a stretch drafting him in the first round on draft night. And then he missed the whole last year. But he looked very good in preseason, and I got him at running back 20. I'm excited to see what, what we get out of him.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and who knows with James Robinson? I know he had an injury issue, if I'm not mistaken, correct?
0: Right. He did miss a few games last year, and then he was just,
1: you know, Urban was playing Carlos Hyde in front of him, which yeah, was really so, kind of mind-boggling. But so, so who knows what comes out of that situation? I feel like both those guys are playable because – ETN has that, like you said, pass catching ability, where Robinson can get those short yarded situations a little bit more. So, I think the Jags, and we'll we'll transition into this here. I think the Jags could be a fun fantasy team, like to get guys off the, because they will put up yards. I feel like, but uh, what teams would you kind of target and stacking players? Obviously, the Bills would probably be one. But what what are some like? Under the radar teams, you have circled be like, oh, yeah, they have a couple of playable players. You get a quarterback and a wide receiver there. Um, so who do you have there? Um, you're talking about for fantasy, right? Yep. And just
0: offenses who I think are going to, like, improve that they've got good players around? Yep. Uh, like I brought up a minute ago, Philly. I think this is going to be the most complete Eagles offense we've seen in a while. Um, Miami could be good. You know, there's going to be a lot of weight on Tua's shoulders there, but they've got a good running back committee. Um let me see another team. I think Washington could um I don't think they'll they'll make any crazy noise, but I think um Wentz is a good quarterback for Terry McLaurin. I have Terry at my wide receiver 11 I think you know it's it sucks that it's Carson Wentz, but it's the best quarterback he's ever had, and he's tremendously talented, he's tremendously underrated. But uh yeah, those are three teams where I think we're gonna we're gonna see some good things from this year.
1: Very Offices. interesting. Um so. moving Moving into breakouts, I have the Robinson kid from Washington. I think he's the third stringer. Antonio Gibson has some injury issues. J.D. McKissick had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. I could see him having a little bit of a breakout year. Who are some guys that, like, late round, talking like second to last, final round, that you would probably have circled as potential breakouts if injuries would occur or if they get a little bit more playing time? Um, I don't know how – how really anyone's weighing a guy
0: like Hunter Renfro this year? Um, you know, we saw him go crazy last year. And um, you know, obviously Devontae is probably gonna take some yards away, some catches away, but you know, Hunter Renfro is still gonna be open. He had a tremendous year last year. Um, Gabe Davis was a guy who, you know, people may have forgotten about, may not draft him. You know, he's definitely not a a, a last round kind of guy. And then um it's not T. Higgins. Who is the wide receiver three in Cincinnati? Boyd, is it Boyd, Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. I could. I mean, I know you don't like uh, Cincinnati this year, but I, I think Joe Burrow is going to throw for five thousand yards, and, and Tyler Boyd might be a guy who we see a good year from.
1: You know, uh, the the Cincinnati one is tough for me to gauge, just because I feel like it's Chase and then everybody else out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Mixon's pretty good, but who knows? I, I, I is T Higgins going to have as good of a year? With Tyler Boyd, there is Burrow gonna remain healthy. I know the lions got better. Um, so I don't know. Boyd is interesting. Uh the last, the, the last round guy I have, he's from Indianapolis. Let me double check the name here. He's a big time sleeper. Uh, my cousin went to Cincinnati, so he was telling me this kid is it, but uh, why can't I think of his name? Is it uh it's not Paris Campbell, is it? No, but um while we're on Indianapolis, what are your thoughts on Michael Pittman? Obviously, Matt Ryan made Calvin Ridley uh pretty good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it was gonna be a breakout year for Michael Pittman. Um, like Matt Ryan, although he's getting old, he's got a good arm, he's not afraid to throw it anywhere on the on the field. Um I don't see where I have him on my my fantasy list, but you know, he's definitely this should be his best year. He's a guy that's improved almost every year. Um he's he's got good hands and he's going to be the wide receiver one there for a a former MVP, so that, you know, that's definitely going to boost him up.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Uh Alec Pierce was the guy's name. Sounds like going to be a little slot receiver, PPR, uh Andy Isabella type. I know Andy oh, Isabella yeah. never really amounted to much, but mm-hmm. Uh, as an underneath option, coming off play actions, I feel like he could be a guy, um, and that's right. coming. From, that's coming, especially with Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Ryan's
0: one of those guys who really loves the slot receiver. You know, it's, yeah.
1: So Alec Pierce was my uh, my sleeper. Uh, last thing before we head out here, um, you who's your top scorer for each position? Obviously, you went through your rankings, but do you have? Do you think it's going to go according to rankings? Do you have any guys that could potentially? First on to top scoring for tight ends for running backs, mm-hmm. wide receivers. Who you got?
0: Um, so my top scores, you know, this is assuming they stay healthy. It's kind of boring, kind of what everybody thinks. I got Jonathan Taylor as running back. Devontae as receiver, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. people aren't thinking that. A lot of people got him around the four, five, six range. But I, I really believe in him and that new home this year. Tight end, uh, Kelsey should be, you know, the unanimous number one. But I do have Waller as number two. Uh, defense. I got the Saints kicker. I've got my guy Evan McPherson, and then uh, quarterback. It's fantasy. It's Patrick Mahomes. Don't overthink it.
1: You heard it there, folks. Uh, so you had Saints defense. I really like the Colts defense this year, just because it's a weak division.
0: Mm-hmm. I got the Colts I, at four. So
1: yeah, very respectable <coughs> defense. They're good. Yeah. So I Saints defense. The only thing that I know they have all the names and star power. The only thing that scares me is you get the Bucks twice a year, but that's what waiver wires for, folks and that's what trevor scott came on here to do folks give us all the fantasy information all the football information we need as our drafts are coming up trevor i got my last question for you um got a fantasy league with my old roommates we need a punishment for this year do you got any good ones
0: hmm.
1: um man put me on the spot um, i know this, is, this is might, this might be the hardest question of all
0: yeah um Best finish. How many of them? How many of you guys are there? It's a twelve man league.
1: Last oh. year we did the boring IHOP pancake twenty four hours. Oh right, that's been a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys could set
0: them up. You could set them up a combine. You know, you could do some physical stuff. You could set up some physical stuff a combine for them. Um, you could even, you know, I'm Beerly. Shout out to Beerly Sports. Throw some alcohol in there. I don't know if you guys are twenty one, but. But if you are definitely make a little a little alcohol Olympics for him, that might be be different. Like you said, the the IHOP, the twenty four hours at IHOP, that's fun. Um, but yeah, I think you know maybe get creative with, with everybody else that didn't lose. Make them a little combine a little uh, Olympics course, you know. Yeah. And you know I... you lost, so don't don't go easy on him. He lost, you know. <laughs> it, it had they wouldn't win easy on you if you lost. So no,
1: hundred percent. So we had we had. Three ideas written down. We had the drunk combine. Mm-hmm. We had an ESPN body issue that we were going to make into a calendar that he That's had to keep great. on his wall.
0: That's great.
1: And then uh, we are going all going to like a concert down in Nashville for Halloween. We we're just going to make him strictly drink Four Locos for the weekend. That's all he oh, can man. drink. So those four were our locals. three ideas. What but- a
0: time, Four Locos. I did see one on Twitter where these uh, the guys went out to a restaurant and they had their own table and then another guy had a reservation and this was a nice restaurant it was a steakhouse and he brought a life-size teddy bear and he had dinner just himself and the teddy bear at the table so that was one of the funnier ones i've seen on twitter in the past week but those are three those are three great ideas you guys got
1: I was going to say you might have to keep that one in the back of the brain there. That one's a pretty good one there. Uh, thanks for coming on Trev. Trav, where can the people find you on Beerly football? Where can the people listen to you? When can they listen to you?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, so we got our weekly podcast. It comes out every, every Wednesday of Beerly football, you know, a uh, very fun show there. I'm also the uh, host that Beerly hoops for any basketball fans. So, uh, well, we're Beerly Sports. We got a whole network of different sports. You know, we got baseball, hockey, everything you could wish for. And if it's not there, it's coming soon because it's the year of the beer. That's all I got.
1: Love the year of the beer. It is year, it is the year to drink beer. It is always a good day to drink beer. And Trevor, it's always a good time having you on. We're definitely gonna have to link up once basketball season's around, get the beerly hoops guys going. Um, thanks for coming on trev thanks for the thanks for having me no problem man anytime you're welcome on anytime there and uh and for the people listening thank you for listening go check out trevor and all his work at beerly sports beerly hoops Beerly football and enjoy some beer this weekend folks uh this is it for me cold rains rains radio trevor scott beerly football everybody have a wonderful friday